1: Welcome to let's talk wellness. I am your host Mara James and I want to say thank you for joining us for today's conversation. During let's talk wellness, we focus on healing understanding growth and spirituality. This is part of the hugs for life healing Center, a subsidiary of extraordinary lives foundation, a nonprofit where we're devoted to supporting mental health awareness and providing resources for children and their families. As the founder of these organizations, I have the great joy of collaborating with an amazing team of people to bring healing to children and their families around the world. You can find all of our information at elfempowers.org, and you can find the link in the show information. Now, let's talk wellness with today's guest, Tara Ott. Tara is an intuitive healer and multidimensional spiritual guide. And for her day job, she is a manager in the mental health department, for veterans in Texas. Welcome, Tara. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh my God. I'm gosh. so excited to be here. It is such an honor. I was looking forward to this day for so long. I'm trying to think about how ba- how far back we've met. I can't remember. Was it months, years?
2: Gosh. It's probably been about a year and a half, almost two years. I think it may be in May, it'll be two years.
1: Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, we met from another um, mutual friend, and you've just been such a blessing in my life and such a blessing in so many other lives. So let me ask you, when did you first realize that you were intuitive?
2: It was probably in my 20s, um, where I had the memory of being five years old and hidden in a closet (laughs) and knowing that spirit was with me to protect me and hold me. But, you know, that memory didn't come back to me until about my mid twenties when, um, I started to really open myself up to healing and, um, you know, um, exploring the generational patterns of mental, physical, emotional, and substance abuse, uh, within my, within my, with my family. So
1: yeah. Okay, and if you don't mind if I, I'm asking, what kicked off that journey when you were in your 20s? That
2: actually was, um, and this is the premises really of the work that I do for holding gatherings for women. Um, it was that I learned and was <laughs> God-given, My husband, who has been able to hold me in a safe space to allow myself to unfold, to allow myself to heal, to allow myself to explore and express, and he's done it so unconditionally that that's really kind of what like unlayered all of the trauma and allowed for the healing to happen. And you know, I I didn't even come to this realization until just recently. I mean, I knew he was pivotal um, in my in my journey, but. Um, you know, sometimes it takes a moment, do you have to go back and reflect? And so he's been a blessing to just hold me in, in a safe space to allow for that journey to begin.
1: That is so beautiful. I always uh, say God takes and God gives. For me personally, yeah. I feel like I had zero for two parents. So God kind of took my parents, but I was also given my brother and my best friend and then, you know, my husband for the past 30 years. So um, yeah, yeah. I feel like well, we have that. I-
2: I have to also say that there was a really, my mother basically disowned me. And so it's like, at the same time, I crashed down to nothing, and then was held in, the, in that space to really open up to heal. So
1: I'm so sorry, what age did that happen?
2: Um, that was 40. 40. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but so, so at well, that point... he had done it a few, she had done it a few times. Uh, so, you know, as a daughter, you go back, you back, because you, well, for me, anyways, my experience is, is I always, you know, I just, I love people unconditionally. And as that being my, um, my mother, I thought that that relationship could be healed. And to a certain degree, it was, um, although she has transitioned now, um, uh i we've done more healing communicating this way than we both when we both were here on the physical uh realm but um you know she really has been my teacher she's been my catalyst to and she's been my catalyst to embody my passion so yeah and that's to heal the feminine relationships heal our feminine relationships
1: Absolutely. Well, I had had to heal both mother and father. So with my mom, she passed about 22 years ago. Um, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, we um, didn't have a great relationship. And I guess, you know, after she passed, and we actually when I started opening up spiritually and connecting with her through a medium, it was so beautiful and healing, mm-hmm. you know, and to actually get the apology and you know, I didn't even know about healing and forgiveness when she was alive. That was that happened after. Um, so definitely yeah. I understand that whole thing. And to me, I know a lot of people don't believe in um connecting with loved ones that have passed, but to me it has been the most healing thing that could have happened with both of my parents.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Completely agree. I remember um my uh, mom, you know, she had her moment and called me up just, you know, and said. I want nothing to do with you. And meanwhile, my daughter and I were kicking in the kitchen and I put my mom on speakerphone, thinking nothing was going to happen. And my mom was in one of her spaces and um, I just was like dumbfounded. And then a year and a half later, she passed and we never, we had never, we never spoke again. And, but I remember pulling over on the side of the freeway. And I was headed to Lake Hodges, which is outside of San Diego, right outside of San Diego. And it's a beautiful migration lake. And my mom loved birds. And I would go there to connect with her. And um, before she passed. But anyways, she passed. I pulled over on the side of the freeway. And I remember looking up to God and to her. And I'd be like, we are going to heal this. We are going to heal this together. And that was like a declaration for it doesn't matter where we are physically that um the power of spirit and the power of our divine connection with our loved ones and and with our angels um is is pivotal and and has been pivotal in my journey to help other women um yeah so let me understand so you
1: said a year and a half before she passed, um, you, you were on speakerphone and your daughter actually heard what your mom was saying to you? She did. Wow. I mean, that like God, only God can make that out. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful that, you know, she had, your daughter, I'm sure, had compassion for you. Um, And then you did not speak with your mother until after, she, you didn't connect with her until after she passed?
2: Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: And I'm assuming that she's since apologized. She has.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I have um, learned more, I think, about her now that she's in more of her true essence. Um, You know, sometimes we can get very clouded in our physical, this physical world with, and her, hers just happened to be with alcohol. And, Mm. but, you know, all of that really was just because she was masking and just didn't have maybe the safe space to explore the pain and the devastation and the trauma that she had in her life. And so now when we communicate, there is this, there's nothing between us. There is nothing, but like it gives me goosebumps. Um, It's such a divine connection, which we only dream of here on the physical world. And so, Yeah. You
1: say there's nothing between you and I'm gonna change it, there's only unconditional love between you,
2: right? True. That's so that's and it's just
1: so beautiful. Like it's just so so beautiful um yeah. and I'm so sorry that you went through the trauma and I always say that hurt people hurt people and your mom definitely yeah. was hurting and she didn't have a team like we do that you know you and I are out here we're talking about our traumas that we experience so that we can be a light to others so that they can start their healing journey and we can hold a safe space for them yes. um and before you talk about the women's groups because I'm so excited to hear about that I'd love to really hear about it. if you could share with me and our guests um different uh, modalities of healing that you experienced when you said to me, like around age 27, the real healing work began. Can you share with us what that looked like?
2: Yeah. Um, well, it started out with acupuncture and within this uh, acupuncture clinic, there was a psychic medium. Now let me preface by saying that at this point I thought I was atheist because I, um, at 18, I went to all these different churches and, you know, explored these different religions and I really could not find anything that I resonated with. And so then I, you know, fast forward about five years and, um, was receiving acupuncture for asthma actually, and, uh, couldn't breathe and, <laughs> and, you know, that's our life force. So, um, there was a psychic medium there and when she started to explain to me what her idea of God was and each of us being a a star of God a child of God um within the universe within the sky um I was like you know this is uh, there is something beyond me that I know that um I believe in and then um I received, you know, like tarot card readings and, you know, uh, psychic readings and, uh, went and saw a shaman and, you know, did some journeying and, um, you know, that's when the memories of my childhood, like when I was back in five, five years old in that closet. And, um, when I knew that spirit was always, you know, around me and of course, chiropractic was part of my healing journey also. So, Yeah. yeah. Um, did you do talk therapy as well? No, I did not.
1: Interesting. Um, yeah, I started. I, I'm um,
2: kind of a. Uh, uh, always been kind of a. How should I say this? A stubborn person. And, uh-huh. <laughs> and just so I like. I wanted, I, I, I'm also an Aquarian. So I, you know, exploring the unknown for me and taking the, and I think this is one of the reasons why light language kind of fell through me is because, um, it's not necessarily a traditional, um, modality. And so, yeah, I talk therapy. I was like, no, everyone's doing it. So I'm not going to. Oh, that's not. Funny. But I have no judgment,
1: no judgment. No, no, no right, no, it just wasn't for yeah. you, absolutely. And it's funny because we're gonna discuss that light language of that, that bomb that you dropped in a minute. But for me, um, you know, I didn't even know I had any issues to heal until I had my manic episode at 48. Um, And I was meeting, and then I was heavily medicated, meeting with the therapist, and he kept saying, like, we almost lost you, almost lost you. And at that time, luckily, I was also meeting with the hypnotherapist who did a lot of talk therapy with me, but we could talk a little more spiritual and woo-woo. And I actually stopped seeing the regular therapist, because I was uh, to me, I didn't say say this to him, but no, we didn't almost lose me. This was the plan for me. I needed to experience this. And but so much of the therapy I do like it's not just sitting there talking and like what do you think and do you remember I like like it goes straight down into the point like this is what's going on now this is where it came from this is how we heal it so you drop I think it's come
2: a long ways too because like you know this was in the 90s and so I think you know talk therapy has really become very very therapeutic um you know in this approach in many different ways Yes,
1: and just being able to um, talk about things. My husband will refer a lot of his um, patients to me. He's an ob GYN. And I'll talk to them and I start telling them about my story. And I was molested as a little girl. And I didn't remember that until I was 52 years old. And they look at me with these wide eyes. And I think they're judging me. And actually, they said that happened to me too. I never told anybody. I was like, that's too much to hold in. So to just talk about it, to start releasing it. To start... And then, of course, releasing the shame, the blame, the guilt, and all that. Is so powerful. So um, so there's something, you know, a lot of I think it's Catholics that do the tongue, they speak in tongue. And um, when what I loved about our first session with you, and I was definitely ready, you know, I've done eight years of healing when I was ready for you, and you do this beautiful light language, and I I guess I would equate it similar but different to tongue, and it's such a beautiful, like our souls know what's going on so maybe if you want to tell everybody a little more what light 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 language is
2: yeah um if i could just start with like you know kind of how it dropped through me um because i kept asking i knew that i was meant to serve and in particular serve women um because you know i believe that our pain becomes our teacher. And because that was my most painful, um, journey. So, f- you know, thus far, and hopefully I don't have to experience anything else, um, to that level, but, um, that I knew that that was what I, where I wanted to heal myself to begin with, and then to, um, you know, eventually hopefully be able to provide that to the world. And so, I started with a women's group and I thought, oh gosh, this is, it was so out of my box. Like, no way. Was I going to go and sit and be with a bunch of women and be able to open up. But I'll tell you, Mara, when I sat down and of course, we're all sitting down in Indian circle in an, you know, Indian style in a circle on the floor. And there's this beautiful altar in the center of like these gems and these crystals and these tarot cards and, Um, you know, flowers, and plants, and, you know, artwork, and um, it was the very first time that I actually felt like I could, I was being heard and seen. I had never experienced such a sacred space before, and so I spent the next three years like just really diving it well actually two years of my own you know my own stuff and then I of me participating and then um uh I joined a mastermind class where part of it was participation part of it was holding space and part of it was also leading and that's really when I kind of stepped into my voice and um then I started holding um my own women's gatherings and at this same time, I started doing a very consistent meditation practice and, um, you know, it was nothing guided. It was more just sitting within my, with my soul. And I kept getting a hit of that. I needed to hold this same space for someone else. So I did. And all of a sudden, like my hands started to move. And so I say, I start, I started with sign language, sign, signing, sign language. And so I knew that there was this force of energy that was running through me. And so my hands were moving uncontrollably and I couldn't, I'm like, what is happening? Oh my gosh. You know? And then when I felt like when I was telling somebody that I was like, like I, you know, I've lost my mind. I literally felt like I've lost my mind. And then um, I kept hearing those surrender, surrender, surrender. And about a month later, sound started coming through me. And I, I just rattled as fast as it, like, it wasn't, it wasn't actually real beautiful, I don't think. It was literally just a bunch of sounds that no, nothing could, nobody could make out. And I thought, okay, now I have really lost it. And <laughs> mentally, you know, totally. I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? Um, but it was the power of surrendering and taking that time to be with my soul that allowed for the forced, this force of angelic energy to come through me. And I describe light language as simply just a frequency of energy. It just can either come through movement, you know, through sign, which creates every way that we move, we create a ripple into the, into the atmosphere, into the universe. And the same is with sound, that sound creates this ripple energy, and it hits directly into ourselves, into our DNA, and it bypasses the linear mind, so we can't, we can't understand. Because as soon as we start speaking in English or whatever our, our, our language is, uh, our linear mind starts to, you know, pick part and in place and put um, definition around it. So that's the power of it, that it's almost like doing sound bowls. It's this frequency that comes through and literally vibrates every cell in the body and can shift, activate, align, um, you know, a, a new frequency. So...
1: Wow. Just thinking about it, my whole body is like tingling. So
2: it's a a little unfortunate, um, in my opinion, that there's so there can be some um, old. um, um, I don't don't really want to say judgment, but um, old uh, boxes that have been put around this uh, beautiful gift from God and um i think that we as collectively are opening up more and more to the power of sound and the power of of uh the angelic energy coming through us
1: i love that i have so many more questions for you we're going to take a really brief break and we'll be right back and we'll continue this conversation thanks
0: In these shifting and changing times, more and more lives are being impacted by mental health. The Extraordinary Lives Foundation, also known as ELF, is transforming the way people view and navigate mental health challenges. Their mission is to improve children's mental health and wellness and support families by providing educational tools, resources, and awareness events. ELF encourages families to recognize symptoms, overcome the stigma, Visit the Extraordinary Lives Foundation website at www.elfempowers.org to find out more about their resources and events. Together, we can change the conversation around mental health. That you're enjoying today's Let's Talk Wellness podcast. And if you have a topic that you would like us to explore, we would love to hear from you. Simply email us at info at elfempowers.org. That's info at elfempowers.org. And now back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Let's Talk Wellness. I'm your host, Mara James, and today we have our guest, Tara Ott. Hi, Tara. Okay. Continuing with the light language. Um, so I know this is definitely very foreign and out there to people. Um, do you think that someone could channel, I'm going to use the word, right? Um, light language, if they're not open and like all of a sudden be locked up
2: in a mental institution? Mm. Can the light language come through at any point during this, or is this just for English? Absolutely, it can. Whatever spirit mm-hmm. wants it to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, what I am receiving is that really the, the soul and the heart need to be ready to communicate and to receive and channel through. So I fully, fully believe every single one of us have the ability to connect, to channel, to receive our own divine messages. However, that is, um, mine just has to be, happens to be, you know, through light language and sound, um, through frequency, um, But, you know, it can happen when you're driving down the road and, you know, a message pops in your head, you know, it doesn't have to be so, um, uh, yeah. And so I think that because I'm a very sensitive soul, so I feel a lot, my, 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 I am a feeler. And so, and my heart has always been so incredibly open. This in turn has, my personal experience has been that I can sometimes be too open. And this leads me into like what I do for my eight to five job, um, working in the mental health field for veterans. of course, I leave these two worlds very separate. Well, I've had to learn to leave, use, leave these worlds separate. Uh, because when I walked into the mental health world of high PTSD, high suicide, high um, uh, you know, trauma rates, uh, abuse, um, I could feel everything because my heart was so open. And so really this last year has taught me that there's a reason why a door opens and closes. And um, I've had to practice closing my heart and yet, of course, still being compassionate, understanding. But when you ask the question about being put into a mental institute and stuff like that, I can definitely see how that could happen. (laughs) Because if we're not using the tool or the or the or communicating Um, or listening, I should say, listening to our guidance that we can overdo it for our, our physical, our physical being and, and mental being and emotional states.
1: Right. And I always say with mental health challenges, there's a gift and a curse. And, you know, I can imagine somebody hearing you speak like language. And if you're aware of what was going on and grounded, it's one thing. But if not, someone could just, you know, they think they're in psychosis or some type of. Uh, yeah. 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 And you are working with the um, mental health department for veterans. Are, are they mostly men that you're working with?
2: Yep. Probably 80 um, percent. men, about 20% women.
1: Right. And it's so funny because I just see that you have this divine calling and your heart lies with women. Yeah. So I'm wondering um, if this is kind of a stepping ground for you to uh, um, go somewhere else.
2: Yeah. You know, I definitely no, there's no question about that. But I do have to say that, you know, this has been, you know, I spent the first part of my journey really healing that feminine relationship and learning to listen and hold space and communicate and express to my, the fullest ability and to receive from other women. And now, and there was such a, a beautiful divine balance, um, where I worked, you know, cause I created that. I wanted that. And the last year and a half really has thrown me into a whole nother world, a a teaching moment. I'm really in a student space right now um, in in, in regards to my eight to five, because it's a little bit more challenging to create that balance um, or that sacred listening safe space, especially the, with, due to the level of trauma, um, and, and, and level of mental, um, mental health issues, but also being the masculine. And so I, I think it's, um, uh, I, I don't have a, like, this is what I've learned, but I do know that this is a, definitely a key part to, my passion, um, which is hence why I'm, you know, here with you in your foundation um, in regards to mental health and balancing that and finding harmony with that and finding acceptance with that, and trying to um, help men especially um, not have shame or guilt around showing up. In the mental health department and asking for help. And, um, you know, there's so much stigma around it, and that men are supposed to be these, you know, macho, um, you know, hold it all in, don't cry. And I'm strengthening new. forms of communication and new forms of presence by being with the men who have been to war and been in very traumatic situations. So I'm blessed for this learning lesson. I love
1: that. And yeah, right for anybody to be vulnerable enough, but sometimes men have a stronger ego and they're supposed to be tougher and pull up their boots. So to guide them to be creating a safe space for them to be vulnerable is so beautiful that you're able to do that. Um, Would you say then for women, there was something different or in particular that you see, like when you're hosting these wellness, this women's circles?
2: The most, the universal um, character or the universal aspect in regards to mental health in my experience and being around, whether it's male or female, although I I prefer the female because we, as of right, because we, because I am female, but, the number one factor is creating a safe space. Mm. And as I spoke about at the beginning of our talk and my husband holding a safe space for me to heal and to transform and to express um, and to release and to fully embody um, the true essence of who I am, I believe that holding a safe space is the number one factor um, that, in my experience, of healing, of um, welcoming the the pros and the cons, the the blessings and the trials with with mental health, and um, you know, I had an amazing mentor that. Literally the very first moment I showed up there, I sat there going, I've never experienced this in my life of uh, this level of safety, um, from females. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there was no fixing, there was no answers provided nothing. It was simply just holding space for that soul, for that share from the heart to be held with absolutely no judgment, no shame, no guilt, nothing. That would say that is the number one thing is finding, as women, I think we all want to feel and be our fullest self. And safety is by far, I think the number one thing that I could, if you could find safety in one friend, find safety in you know your journaling, find safety um, with a tribe online, with a tribe, your yoga tribe, you know, who, whoever it is, a place, a safe space where you can show up and be your true, authentic soul self is the number one factor. So, and through that, through once you've got that, um, and I think that that's what I loved about holding women's circles. I didn't have to do anything. All I had to do was hold that container that where everybody knew that when they showed up, there was a sisterhood that was unconditional love and, and, and harmony and grace and held with integrity. And, but through that, I think this is where we remember, we remember who we are. We remember where we came from. We remember who we used to be. We remember who we want to be. Um, And then once we remember, then we can reclaim and we can reclaim and embody, um, you know, whether it's the artist, the dancer, the financial part of my, that likes to do numbers or whether it's the person who likes to talk, talk or public speaking or, you know, whatever it is, that's where we get to actually express it in a safe space and embody it. So. Yes. And, I,
1: and are most of the women you meet with, because I was just thinking like there are a lot of parents and like the moms, they're like, to me, their number one goal, of course, putting their oxygen mask on, but is to help their children, raise them to their 18, send them off the wings. And I notice a lot of women I'm meeting um, are, you know, after their children, they lost their sense of their identity, like not just as a mom, but who they are and how to help them find themselves. Have you worked with
2: women in that,
1: those scenarios?
2: Yeah, it's funny because I started out with, well, what was kind of came to me in the beginning was women who definitely were empty nesters. So they're like, okay, what am I going to do with my life? I don't know who I am anymore. And, you know, what's my next step in this, you know, in this journey. And then what happened is those women started to bring their children. And so I had like teenagers with their moms. And so there was this like, this growth uh, and this a new level of communication and respect and understanding between the young female and and the, the adult female and um, and then you know of course that of course is like you know ripples out into the many generations. Um, I loved I loved it when the teenagers came because of course I had young teenagers at the time and um, God they're just so they're like sponges you know. So. Oh yeah. And they're younger, more open. And yeah. I noticed,
1: as my daughter did um, her own journey when she was younger, she didn't want to medicate for anxiety and depression. She's actually worked with some healers and a female shaman for years. Um, she's now 21 and such intuitive healer, but it's so great because we could speak the same language. And as I'm healing my traumas, she doesn't have to carry them on. And then it's, you know, it's one thing for me to guide my husband. It's harder, but definitely when your daughter comes to you and says, you know, dad, you're having a karmic issue that's affecting me and really helping the man. And uh, it's just, and I yeah. said, how can you say that you get to know your daughter? You know, it's so beautiful. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. It's so beautiful.
1: Yeah. So, um, it has been so great speaking with you and I love what you're doing with everyone that you're working with and I love how you're creating these women's groups. Um so you do women's groups but you also do one-on-one sessions still is that correct?
2: Yes, um I really enjoy doing the one-on-one. It's really when the light language comes through specifically for that um that soul that's sitting in front of me. And um you know there's so many every, what I love about this work and the individual work is that every single soul is their own expression has their own information um, and ripple that they come with that I get to like experience through my heart and um to be able to so let me just tell you a quick story my parents used to tell me I was the oldest of quite a few and my parents would always tell me like, well, Terry, you got a big heart. You got a big heart. And where my sister, she was the, you know, she was the boss and my brother was this and, you know, the doctor and my other one was the lawyer and well, Terry, you have a big heart. And I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with a big heart? Like, seriously, (laughs) you know, I mean, could you give me something a little more concrete? And, um, (laughs) but I kept asking spirit, like, please like guide me to how I'm supposed to, uh, to use this as my occupation or my tool to give back. And, um, I feel completely honored and blessed to sit with every soul that comes to me individually because I can feel the depths of their heart, the depths of their experiences and, Um, really feel and create a shift in their energy centers and emotionally, mentally, physically, um, you know, change their vibration um, within their DNA and cellular structures. So completely honored to um, do individual sessions.
1: And if somebody doesn't believe in a higher power God, um, and they're open to working with you, is it still
2: effective? Of course, yeah. I the way that um, well, first of all, every person that we come in contact with, I you know, is meant to be. And so, just like you and I coming together um, when we did two years ago, I believe we are meant to be in each other's lives. And um, whether somebody comes to me for a group or for individual or one time or for a series, spirit delivers exactly what that soul what that human needs in that divine moment beautiful
1: so if you can go back and tell your younger self maybe in your teenage years give her some advice what would you tell her
2: well sometimes I feel like I'm a teenager all over again (laughs) that could be a good
1: thing right for a younger part I don't know
2: I don't know I like I I wish I what, what I wish I could have told my younger self is that life really is an ebb and flow and there are moments when we are on our high and there's moments when we're at our low and both of them are equally powerful and needed and are divinely a divine gift um, because I think we get so, and this is part of my own health, mental health challenges, is that, you know, I put these expectations of, oh, I'm supposed to be this and that and this and that. And, and it's not just my expectations, it's this generational um, expression that's come from my lineage of, you know, you're supposed to do A, B, C, and D. And then once you haven't done that, you're like you know, well, then who am I? And of course, those moments of when we're questioning who am I, um, are ex- just as powerful as the times when you're standing in front of 35, 40 women and holding space for them to heal. So, um, I wish that I was kinder to myself. I wish that, um, I had, would accept those moments of when I feel, um, you know, challenged and, right. uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Being part of the journey. I love that. And it's so yeah. interesting, you know, if you have parents that are very, um, if they're successful and they push their children to be successful and they don't, you know, and what their version of success is to me, I told my husband, like, kids are happy. That's it. Happy and healthy, not wealthy. Like if my child is happy, non-suicidal, rides a bike to work, whatever it is, as long as they're happy and healthy. And that's really yeah. important for our mental health. So I love yeah. that really, um, Wow, how beautiful. Yeah. Oh, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you?
2: Um, best way is my my uh website which is terelyart taraleot, at terelyart.com. Um t a r a l e e o t t
1: .com. I love it. Sounds yeah. like a song. I know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and we'll and we'll list that link in the show information as well. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Is there anything you'd like to um end up and share with um our friends before we go?
2: I just want to say like how grateful I am to number one, have the opportunity, but number two, to really be a part of the Hugs and the L Foundation because. Um, it's so needed, it's so needed right now. And the work that you're doing is, is huge. And I, I just wanted to like really share how much um, gratitude and appreciation that I have for everything that you do, so. Well,
1: uh, thank you so much. And I'm grateful yeah. to you and all of our healers. Um, we were just asked last week by um, one of the larger hospitals, if we would put together a presentation to share with their therapists you know, there are a lot of times they have clients that see and hear spirit and, you know, instead of the therapist judging them or thinking they're crazy, having a different type of understanding. So to me, yeah, like, we just won the, the, goal, the, the job. Oh. it was so beautiful. Oh, my God. and I'm, Yeah. I'm so congratulations. That, well, to all of us. Thank you. I'm just really yeah. glad that people um, are starting to shift because you know what our clients, our friends, our patients are suffering. And, you know, the, the truth is the truth. And if we could help them, you know, medication, and talk therapy aren't the only ways. And a lot of times you need this complimentary um, understanding and healing. So yep. Tara, to yeah. you and all of our friends out there, I just wanted to remind you that you are amazing. Thank
2: you so much. Be kind to yourself. That's what I say. Be kind to yourself. Thank mm-hmm. you so much.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Let's Talk Wellness. This podcast has been brought to you by the Hugs for Life Healing Center, a division of the Extraordinary Lives Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. If you would like to listen to more conversations like this, we invite you to subscribe to our mailing list at www.elfempowers.org to be notified when our weekly episodes are published. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to bringing you our next conversation on Let's Talk Wellness.